Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. This week, I'm so excited to be joined by Sean Gaylor, the principal of Lexington Middle School, presenter, blogger, and the author of The Pepper Effect. Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Josh, appreciate uh, being here, and it's been a long time coming, and uh, I'm glad we 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 stayed we stayed on each other to make it happen. So I'm very grateful to be here. And Sean, as you know, the show is centered on leadership development. I would love to hear your personal leadership journey and how you became an administrator. I think it all started when my brother and I used to play Star Trek as as kids. I wanted to be Captain Kirk, and my brother is is older. <laughs> and uh, I I man, I, I don't even think I got to be Mister Spock. I was like the the red shirt that was always getting killed when they beamed on the planet. So that's probably the first thing that comes to mind. But but I'm very fortunate in that my father is a natural leader. And I, I learned and I was very uh, blessed to, to, to be pushed and encouraged to serve and to lead. That was always kind of, that was d- breakfast table, dinner table stuff that, that if you wanted to be great and if you wanted to, to make a, a positive impact on the world that you, you served others. And I, I believe that leadership and service, it's the same marrow. It's the same thing. So, so that, that's kind of, I guess, between Star Trek and and uh, and the lessons from dad that that's what kind of got me started on on that leadership leadership journey sure and when you got into education did you always aspire to be an administrator or was there a person who influenced that decision oh no oh no 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 uh, that <laughs> that was that was kind of nowhere that was nowhere near on the list i i went into education to serve and to follow my passion with the written word and 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 literature so by trade, I'm a high school English teacher, and leadership was one of those things that that really started off as a practicality, uh, or, or administration started off as a practicality because being a, uh, a newlywed family family on the way, I had to help put bread on the table. My wife is is also a teacher. We, you know, some, it, it's it's unfortunate, but it's a reality. Uh, a two teacher salary home is is a very difficult home to to kind of make ends meet so i i pursued administration thinking um not again not thinking about principalship not thinking about assistant principalship i thought okay english department chair or something like that that was that was kind of the end goal and and uh, i was very lucky to to have done that and then i was very lucky that that i i was surrounded with great leaders and principal leaders who who saw something in me and and encouraged me to to go further with that but no i didn't i didn't set out to to become become a principal that wasn't that wasn't the end end result that was again i i the classroom is where I'm at home and through and through the process of, of becoming, you know, first an assistant principal after the department chairship and then and then a principal. I, I just felt that I just heard a call each time when the when the opportunity came up. I just felt, well, this this might be a place where I'd like to be to 
to serve and support and to be a part of, of, of the framework of that schoolhouse. And, and if it didn't work out, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't work out. I, I could always, I'm, I'm happy with where, at, at, at where I was at each time. So, so that, that, that's kind of how that's been. I, I, you know, and then there are principals and, and, and leaders who go, I've got a five-year plan and a 10, 10 year plan. You know, man, I, I, I don't even have a 10 minute plan. So <laughs> I think I'm with you on that just, one. Yeah. I just kind of cast my fate to the wind. Yeah. And so looking back, what do you wish you had known before taking your first administrative role? There's two lessons that kind of come to mind when, when this question arises. The first time when I got, when I was an English department chair, I learned, in fact, I, and I went to my dad on, on this one. I had run some meeting or, and, and someone had done something. And again, looking back now, it was petty. It was goofy. But I felt slighted mm-hmm. and I felt how, how, how dare they didn't listen to the great almighty English department chair or, or whatever. So I was in my feelings and, and I went to go visit my dad and, and to kind of seek wisdom and, and consolation. And uh, I did not get the consolation. I got, I got hard wisdom. And I remember my dad saying, you wanted to be English department chair, did, did you not? And I, I said, yeah, I, I, I did. Well, did, did you not realize that you were no longer one of, one of the boys anymore? You're, you're, you're now on the, the other side, and, and, and there is a, there's a responsibility. So if somebody is hurting your feelings, you got to get over that. And, and you've got to get thicker skin. So that lesson was something that, that has stayed with me. And then, and then the second thing, I think, when, when I became assistant principal, I learned very quickly. And I also learned this, too, when I be first in my first principalship. It does not matter what you've read. It doesn't matter what you've written about. It doesn't matter if you can cite Marzano or John Hattie. None of those things matter. It doesn't matter how many degrees, what conferences you've been at. If you've taken 18,000 selfies with with (laughs) Todd Whitaker, which which actually that'd be kind of cool. But none of those things matter. It, It really comes down to understanding and valuing people and also being a visible, present leader. I learned those lessons the hard way, and and uh, it, it took me. And it was very a very humbling experience. Uh, it was a very transcendent experience. But but I, I tell this to aspiring leaders: doesn't matter how many degrees, what, what books, all, all that goes out the window because the bottom line is the people whom you are serving just want to know that you care about them and that and that you have their back. That's it. And I know the role from assistant principal to principal is very, very different. So which leadership skill was the most difficult to develop as a principal? Ooh, good question, man. I, I would say balance, I, you know, first principalship, you know, that was going on 11, 12 years ago. And, and I wanted to attack the world and be super principal and, you know, running around and, and doing those things. And, and I realized that that took a while to adjust to it. I, I, I realized that it's not just me. It's a team. It's surrounding yourself with people who, who are smarter and better than you and, and leveraging their gifts and their talents. When I went from AP to principal, I, I, I was running around doing, you know, wearing the three piece suit or whatever. And I, I don't do that anymore. Uh, <laughs> I, I learned to value comfortable shoes. Thank God for sketchers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that, that was ba- balance. Yeah. Definitely balancing your, your stamina and balancing your home life and, and balancing school life mm-hmm. and, and keeping all of those things in check. That's very, very important. 
And we talked about this before the podcast began, but my experience has only been middle school and you are a middle school principal. Why do you love that middle school level so much? You probably get this too. It, when you tell people what you do and you say, I work in a middle school. And then you get this probably, you know, this kind of look akin to the famous Edvard Bunk scream poem, <laughs> you may get blessed, you know, yes. they may even buy an extra drink at the bar. And to me, those middle school years, one, I think to me are the most fun, but that's also where, where I, I feel there's, there's the most need. Now, now again, there's elementary and, 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 and high school folks that are looking at this going, yeah, right. <laughs> um, and I don't want to, and I don't want to dispel or, or uh, take, take away from that, but, mm -hmm. but there is something to be said about the middle of the middle. And where where I feel we can we can provide that support and 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 fulfill that need for kids and for teachers who who are choosing to be on that front line because it takes a very special teacher. So to me, it's you know there's a lot. It's a crossroads. For some reason, I'm comfortable at that crossroads and being in that crossroads with with kids and and teachers in the schoolhouse. I've, I was a high school principal too, and, and, and I had a lot of fun with that. But just something about those middle school years that, that I, I have always felt compelled to be a part of, even though uh, uh, I'm dating myself a little bit. We didn't call it middle school when I was coming along. It was junior high. Mm -hmm. and, and, and there were levels of, of misery for me personally, and then there were levels of great joy. And, and, and that that's middle school. Once you figure that out, and you know that, man, you know, and you can navigate through those waters, there's some, some real transcendent moments as a leader, as a servant, as an educator. And as an administrator, what is one area you want to change in education? Oh, man. How long is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> how long is this podcast? I mean, I we, can, a, we can, we can, I could go on for that, man. It's a That's volume point. two. Yes. Um, all right. I'll tell you this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this a bit of a challenge for myself because the safe, typical answer is testing and accountability. So, so okay, yeah, we all want to change that. We, we, we don't want the, the, the man, so to speak, breathing down our neck with test scores. And, and that, that's a whole nother kettle of fish. But mm -hmm. I would say I would like to change the whole mindset about, about school. So I, I really feel that, that our calendar – and and our just as a society, I mean, we're we're rooted in some in, in an outdated set of practices, and we're dealing with now. Uh, you know, it's not even it's not even about twenty first century skills anymore. We're talking about shift upon shift upon shift, and if and if school, if the schoolhouse can authentically reflect that without begging for a grant without without begging you know and, and and pimping around for donors choose but but if if the school can really reflect the that that pathway to where we want our kids to be with a limitless future that would be the one thing that that I would want to change and 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 uh, and and have that kind of reek and permeate throughout the whole school beyond flexible seating. It's giving our teachers that background and that support to prepare kids for the gig economy and to be future ready. And to have parents and families and communities understand that. That would be one thing I would change. The second thing I would change is, is equity, meaning um, everybody has to have the same opportunity and the same experiences 
or access to, if you will, mm -hmm. innovative things. Everyone needs to have access to master teaching. Everyone needs to, to go to a school where, where they feel safe. Everyone needs to go to a school where they feel like, man, I'm, I'm not in some generic rundown place. I'm in a great, great school. You've got a lot of schoolhouses in our communities and, and, and our cultures where you see this, this disproportion. Why is that? Mm -hmm. why, why does it have to be that way? And, and, and why does it, and, and children feel that and sense that and, and are hungry for a place where they can thrive and soar. And that kind of perfect schoolhouse should not be something that they see on TV or hear about in passing when they go on an away game or, or, or to an event and they go, wait a minute, they've got cooler stuff than we do. Why is that? So that level of equity is, is something that, that I would also want to change. And what are some characteristics that you believe every leader should possess in a similar role? So I feel, first of all, a level of a, a high level of service. So, you know, even though we, we have titles, even though we have degrees and we may get a free cell phone from from the district, um, we, we are still we, we, we should not feel above getting our hands dirty if the toilet is flooding. And <laughs> we got to get in there and, 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 and clean it and, and, and do, it, do whatever it takes. So I would say service and humility. I would also say I'd love to see all leaders or I think an important trait for all leaders is, is vision and, and having a very clear vision or a leadership core as, as Principal Kefele talks about, you know, you need to have a strong core mm -hmm. and, and that needs to, to echo in everything that you do. And then also, too, this notion of, of, of collaboration and, and building upon the strengths of others in the building and bringing everyone in, regardless of years of experience or title or grade level. Everyone in a schoolhouse is, is off the bench. Everyone is a starter. It's another bit of wisdom from dad. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody plays. Everybody, everybody's Michael Jordan today. Nope, there are no scrubs. You know? <laughs> so I, I, I believe that, that school leaders need to have, have that mindset. Le leadership is, is not just a, a, a soul thing. Mm -hmm. It's a collaborative thing. And what is one initiative you've implemented on your campus that you are extremely proud of? Oh, wow. I'm, I'm a small part of a lot of things. So I'm real lucky that, that I've got a lot of great folks that I serve and support in the, my, my various principalships. This is my third principalship, but I, I would say one kind of, a couple of things kind of come to mind. I love the fact that uh, we, we are implementing a uh, kind of this enrichment remediation time called connections and not just doing the, the test prep questions. I'm really proud of the fact that a lot of our teachers have taken some ownership for this and, and, and tried to think outside the box to meet the needs of our kids, namely with Genius Hour. So I'm, ve I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of the positive principal phone calls home. And I know many principals have have, have done that. And, and we do that for our kids and we do it for our staff members. I'm also real proud of, of uh, hashtag Celebrate Monday, mm -hmm. which is um, kind of my love letter to the world and, and a way for us to change the conversation on what Monday is. And rather than being an excuse to be negative, that hashtag, which has taken on a life of its own, has been excuse for schools and, and teachers to begin the week in a, in a positive, upbeat way to inspire and, and compel kids and schools and colleagues to great things. And for those teachers starting their leadership journey, what advice do you have for them? 
stick to the core. First of all, discover and learn your core. Write it down. What, what is it that gets you up in the morning? What is it that drives you to, to be a leader? What is it that drives you to, to take that stand in service and support of kids? So I would say for those just starting out, really reflect upon and define your core as, as a leader. What's your vision? What's your why? And then also, why would you want folks to, to follow you? <laughs> And, 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 be, and be prepared to explain that and, and to live that out. And if anyone's followed you on social media, they know you have a love for the Beatles. For those who haven't had the opportunity to read The Pepper Effect, can you describe how this book may help our aspiring leaders? So the book is, is, a, is a combination of my two passions. I'm very passionate about the Beatles. I'm very passionate about music. I, I believe, Josh, that music is the universal language in, in, in addition to laughter. You know, it doesn't matter what language, what socioeconomic status you talk about music. I hope it brings folks together. Mm-hmm. So the pepper effect is, is me kind of taking the collaborative and creative legacy of the Beatles when they created Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and, and did this innovative, daring, bold work. And, uh, and then I, I take those lessons and crosswalk them with my own lessons as, as a, or the things that I learned as, as a leader and, and working with, with, with kids and teachers and schools and kind of marriaging that together. So kind of like what the, the, the classic Don Phillips book, Lincoln on leadership, that that's kind of what this is. It's like the, the Beatles on leadership. So you don't necessarily have to be a Beatles fan, or if you're not a music fan to, I think to appreciate the book, but the book is, uh, I, I think for any leader, you need to have a passion and you need to uh, be unabashed with that. And hopefully other people will be able to share their passions, whatever that may be. That's one thing I think that a leader leader has to do is, is to share their passion, reflect their passion, and get others to do the same. Mm-hmm. That's where the magic happens, I believe. In addition to your principal position, you speak at conferences, you blog, and you're very active on social media. How did you find your voice beyond the campus? Well, one of the things with, with social media, and you get this too as, as a school leader, is you know, even though we're running nonstop, I mean, it's a lonely gig. I kind of reached out with, with social media just as a way to kind of find out what other people were doing to learn. I really believe that Twitter and, and, and social media and those things, it's PD in your pocket. I, I kind of approach it as I, as I approach this conversation, as I would approach anything. It's, it's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to connect. It's an opportunity to grow. I really believe, and, and I also believe that we, we as, um, as leaders and as, as educators, we, we have to be responsible with that digital footprint. And, and so it's really important for me, and I don't know if, if folks who follow me on Twitter, I, I really uh, try to be authentic and sincere. And if somebody's tagging me in, in a post, I'll retweet it. Um, I, if, if somebody's asking for help or direct messages me for, for a question, I, I, I try to respond. I believe in the golden rule. And and there's a lot of irresponsibility. There's a lot of noise out there mm-hmm. in social media. You know, it, it, it shouldn't just be about standing on tables and, and taking some staged selfie with a uh, quote unquote, you know, edu rock star. That's not what, that's not what our profession is about. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I approach it as a conversation and an opportunity to engage. And, and, and even though we, we, we're not neighbors, I consider you a neighbor. You're, you know, if, if there's something you needed from me, a cup of sugar or, or, or an idea, if you had a question, I'm going to give it to you. And if I, if I needed a hand, Hey man, can I, can I borrow the hedge clippers? You know, that's what neighbors do. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, Hey Josh, you might have, might if I take the, take the car out for a spin, you know, or can you help me paint the fence or whatever? That's, that's what, that's kind of my approach, approach to it as, as I, I try to be a neighbor or a good neighbor. Mm-hmm. And you just created a podcast, the Principal Liner Notes podcast. I think you're on episode six. So what is that all about? Thank you. Um, well, one, kind of my outlet to to do something fun and and, and meaningful that, that isn't signing purchase orders or, or, uh, or, or dealing with some of the minutia of, of school leadership. But again, it's kind of taking the, the the pepper effect and and uh and not necessarily about the beatles but just kind of taking my passions of music and, and education and and crosswalking those things it is in its early stages it is not a perfect podcast i aspire to be aspire like you <laughs> but but it's it's uh i you know as we were talking earlier i hope it, it it makes sense and and i hope it's positive but again it's just it's just kind of just sharing those passions of music and education my 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 attempt to be npr i love it <laughs> and in closing what is the most enjoyable aspect of leadership oh man when i'll tell you this when when you see someone take an idea and maybe i had a small part of that and they just take it and they run with it and and it become it becomes their own that that's what i i i love seeing other folks who you would not expect to be leaders become leaders mm-hmm. i love that i i, I love I, I get like a proud dad moment um when that happens to me that's that's the most that's the most fun when that happens, that synergy happens and you see somebody grow into their own and become, become their own. I'm, I'm real, real blessed that, that, that folks serve with me uh, as, as assistant principals have gone on to bigger and better things, either as principals or, or central office folks. I, I, love, I love seeing that first year teacher become a teacher leader. Um, so I'm, very, I'm really proud of, proud of those things. And, and, and that's always fun to see that happen. And how can our listeners connect with you on social media? So there's a few ways. Definitely follow me on Twitter at smgaylord. That's S-M-G-A-I-L-L-A-R-D. Uh, they can follow the hashtags, hashtag Celebrate Monday or hashtag The Pepper Effect. Uh, they can follow the Principal Liner Notes podcast, and that's available on um, you know iTunes and Spotify. The blog as well. It's also entitled Principal Liner Notes. And uh, you know, again, I'm I'm available direct message, and I'm also on Instagram as well at uh, SM Gaylord as well. So I'm I'm in all all the above. Please continue to check out the Aspire podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and share your ratings and reviews. Don't forget to use the Aspire Lead hashtag as you continue the conversation on Twitter. Sean, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate it, man. I'm very, very uh, honored to be here, and I'm, I'm grateful for your work and your leadership and what you're doing with this podcast. You're doing some great things, pal. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs>